No fighting. We got the refugees No fighting. No fighting. Hello and welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. It's the Wednesday after the Super Bowl, yes, baby. Yes, sir. Football's over. We're playing bangers. Hips don't lie. Uh, yeah, we're going to... It's the Super Bowl episode. Super Bowl episodes. I'm Marsh right. Macaluso. And I'm Mitchell, Mitchell Missy. Missy. Yep, yep. Uh, welcome back to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. Uh, I believe Mitchell uh, has some words about the... Uh, singer of the song we just played. Well, you know, I think. Uh, one, I think this year's Super Bowl, we have a lot more to talk about than last year. That's true. It was a little bit more interesting. The punters weren't the MVPs this year. No, it's amazing. They were not. The punters kind of got screwed last year. I must say, they didn't win an MVP. They should, who won the MVP? Was it Brady? It was, no, uh, Gronk? Gronk, I believe, or Edelman. I think it was Julian Edelman. That's stupid. That was a dumb Super Bowl. <laughs> the only thing you don't need to know about last year's Super Bowl is that people were seriously debating. If Julian Edelman is a Hall of Famer, that's how much crack people are smoking because there was nothing to talk about. I'll tell you, the hottest, uh, the, the, the big talking point coming after this Super Bowl was not even about the game. It was more about the halftime show. I'm interested yes, on your thought because, personally, I thought it was fantastic. I don't know what these good. people are playing. Like, you know, they're playing bangers. Yeah. J-Lo's pole dancing. You know? Dude, like, hips what's don't not lie. Like? Hips don't lie. He's a certified banger. Like, it doesn't matter the setting. You can't not enjoy that song. Shakira, I think, I heard she's anti-Semitic. I don't know. That's what I've heard. But regardless of that, the performance itself was was great. The, the, the people that are complaining, because there's a lot of backlash. Oh, there's, this is not family did appropriate. The, did you see the lawsuit? Oh, I there's, like a, there's like a Christian man suing because uh it like his his i don't remember what it was i'm gonna look it up i'm gonna look it well, up. well while you, you look talking. that up my theory on this is most of these people that are outraged are just women that are pissed off that they don't look as good as jay and Shakira do in the She's 40s 50 yeah or 50 yeah that's insane it is insane there's a bunch of jealous people out there now you know you're watching nfl football as far as like the family appropriateness i mean most of these people that were complaining about this are these annoying people that come out of the woodwork once a year. They haven't been watching football all year. They come to your house for the Super Bowl party. They don't know anything about football. They're yapping during the whole game, and then they shut up during the commercials. That's yeah. the people that are pissed off about that. They're not football fans. Yeah. So well, what do you expect? It's so, a game where grown men are bashing their heads together, giving them brain damage. How are you explaining that to your kids? What are you worried about the halftime show? Yeah. A right-wing activist wants to sue the NFL because its halftime show quit... Put me in the danger of hellfire. Danger wait, of wait, oh wait, 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 867 trillion? Well, what? one, is probably going to lose that. So good luck with that, sir. Second, you know, you never see anyone complaining. If yeah. people really have a big deal with Shakira and Jayla's halftime show, I haven't heard any complaining about cheerleaders. What do you think the halftime yeah. show is? The actual also, NFL games. Also, They're doing the same thing. Uh, oh, it was a family friend. First of all, kind of a side point. I thought it was a pretty good tribute to Latinx music in general. They had the Cuban flag. That was pretty cool. Um, it's Black History Month, so they kind of missed which minority group they should be appreciating. But, you know, that's fine. Um, but it's like people were saying it's not family-friendly. Oh, my kids are watching. Dude, it's they're going to do whatever they're going to do because they're an audience as adults. If you don't want your kids to watch something, then have them go play with their Legos. In their rooms or something. Uh, yeah, I almost forced them it's to watch brutal. it. You that was a great one. The channel. That was a great one. 
They performed very well. I thought, I thought it was fine. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I yes. was not the only one. Yes, so, that I is mean, true. you know. Um, Part of it, though, I mean, if we're being honest, you know, there was a lot of ass shaking going on. A lot of thrusting. I only have eyes for one woman. Uh, so, Gabby Cabell and Beyonce. But we don't talk about that. I needed a damn cigarette after that halftime show. <laughs> um, but, it wasn't as good as the 2015 Beyonce <laughs> one, though. I'll tell you that much. Hey, you know, we've had, we, we had a Super Bowl halftime show where half a titty popped out. So, I mean, this one, I think, oh, in yeah. comparison, was not as bad. Yeah. No, Janet Jackson. Did Janet Jackson, the wardrobe yeah. malfunction. Yes, yes. Uh, moving on to the actual game. Congratulations to Kansas City Chiefs. They're now third uh, in the AFC West for Super Bowl uh, championships. So, they're moving up in the ranks. We give them congratulations. They won 31-20. to uh, Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl MVP, who threw for 286 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, Damian Williams. Rush for seven. Rush for 104 yards and a touchdown. And he also caught a touchdown. Uh, the cheat. The Niners, on the other hand, uh, NFC Championship uh, hero Raheem Mostert only had a 58 yards and a touchdown. And Jimmy G threw for 220 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. But he threw more than eight passes. So good for him. I, my my biggest problem with the 49ers because that was the game they should have won. They were yeah, well yeah. controlled. Yeah, Mahomes threw two interceptions at that point. You're not going to get that often, so you had to turn. Yeah, over. he played his B game. I thought they were running the ball pretty effectively. Like their their offensive line yes. was controlling the line of scrimmage for most of the game, and they just decided not to run. I thought they got a little pass happy in the second half. Now I think part of that Kyle Shanahan, the last Super Bowl they blew, he got yeah. in trouble for being too conservative. So he's like, all right, we're, we're going to start passing it, but. Uh, you know, Jimmy G, and despite what many people said, I don't think he played as bad as everyone's saying, but he's going to give you one or two balls in harm's way. It's just a matter of the defense is going to catch it or not. Yeah. In this particular game, they happened to catch both of them. That first yes. interception was particularly egregious, which didn't help. Yeah, because I just chucked the ball. They're like, geez, but I, 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 I think would have trying to get out of bounds. I would have been running the ball. Not even just burn clock. It's just like I think that's how their, their offense has been working this year through running the ball so yeah. you're gonna be chewing clock that's how you've been getting your first downs most of the season i don't know why you drift away from that uh i didn't think richard sherman had a particularly good game no, he did not. i thought on the tyreek the big play that really changed momentum was that deep ball the tyreek yeah. hill and i thought mahomes kind of fluttered it up there like he yeah. came out of his hands it was very underthrown uh he almost caught it like a punt that yeah. was the complete blown coverage yeah. on that play so I mean, Sammy Watkins I, I think that the Kansas City Chiefs caught a lot of breaks they in this did. postseason, and it continued today. Like you got two home games: one against the Texans, one against the Titans. I mean, you're telling me you only have to beat the Titans at home in the AFC yeah, Championship? That's a big break. I think they would sign up for that any day if they were told beforehand. And I think in the Super Bowl, the 49ers let them off the hook. Quite frankly, yeah. not taking anything away from them. I thought it was a very well coached game. That motion they had on their one touchdown, the pre-snap, oh, and he redialed up the little spinny thing. Yeah. That was a work of art. So hey, it was an entertaining game. It was just disappointing to see the 49ers yeah. kind of choke another one away. I have three things. First of all, it's very. I, I mean, it's not too uncommon, uh, and I can't fault head coaches that much because what do i know but it's very interesting to see head coaches like stick to a philosophy like by the book and then like a pressure spot hits or like they have a lead and then they just throw it out the window mm -hmm. like dude you, you you ran the ball 29 times against the packers for 220 220 yards in a playoff game that's insane and then and you're like jimmy g just hand the ball off and you're good to go but this game they put it in his hands i you know, it doesn't make much sense. That's my first thing. Second of all, the San Francisco Niners are just last year's LA Rams. The quarterback 
is good, but he's not going to do that far. He's not going to make that play when you got Emmanuel Sanders wide open down the flat. And he really showed that there's a lot to be desired in his quarterback play. They had a good running game, but it only took him so far. They had a good defense, a very good defense, that really just couldn't get it done in the right spots when they needed to get a stop. And frankly, I don't think these guys are going to be in the playoffs next year. It is extremely... Uh, okay. No, I, listen, I listen to me. It, it is ex- First of all, Emmanuel Sanders, you can kiss him goodbye. Second of all, it is extremely... De- yeah, he's gone. He's free I, agent. I, I think he'll resign. That's I the mean, only guy they have to he's, resign. He's, he's, everyone's he's, coming back. He's, so he's old off an Achilles tear. Anyways... The defense is extremely difficult to keep together. And Jimmy Garoppolo, is this guy really going to take you that far? Is I mean, your, your your hero was Raheem Moster, and he proved that he's really not the answer. I mean, whether they make the playoffs or not, that's a bold prediction. That's a hot take. But regardless, the San Francisco 49ers were a great team who really didn't have any stars and really, like, they wouldn't have a standout player like a Patrick Mahomes or even a Damian Williams who could show out for him in the Super Bowl. It showed that they didn't have just that it factor that Patrick Mahomes has. And I do agree. You let him off the hook. And it was just a comedy of errors. Coaching, Jimmy Garoppolo, poor mistakes. I mean, you can't go up 20-10 to 10 with six minutes left in the biggest game in NFL and blow that. Especially no. after getting a Patrick Mahomes interception. Patrick Mahomes gives you two picks. You better win that football game. It doesn't matter if you're running the ball or not. And it, it really, like... They let him off the hook, but at the same time, the 49ers, I mean, come on. you got to capitalize on what you got. I, okay, I, I agree they got to capitalize, and I agree with the Mahomes uh, statement. But I, I do think, one, they're, they're not – they're not. They'll, they'll be right back where they were last year. Almost everyone on that defense side of returning. I think pretty much all of them. That front seven is going to be back next year. And Joey Bosa was one win away from meeting Donald Trump. So, That's you know, fair. he's going to be fair. coming back with a yeah, vengeance he's, he's, Yeah, he got stopped by he, a black man. Exactly. And that can't happen for Joey Bosa. He's breaking and, some records. You know, Kyle year. Shanahan, he had a bad game. Uh, I mean, Well, I don't even think he had an awful game. I think he was a little mismanaged down the, uh, down the back half, and, you know, he blew another Super Bowl lead. But I think he's a better – personally, I think he's a better coach than Sean McVay. I think he's, he's still a good head coach yeah. despite what happened there. They'll bounce back. Jimmy Garoppolo, is he a top-10 quarterback? No. But I think he's around, hovering around that, like, 12, 13 – Top, he's in the top. I mean, I'd have to look at the quarterbacks in the NFL, but I mean, he's not a horrible. He's a game manager. You can do a lot worse than Jimmy G. I don't see. I don't. I don't agree with that. He missed the one throw to Emmanuel Sanders late, which stunk. I mean, but Eddie, if I mean, he he, had him in a chance to win that. that He's not that accurate. Doesn't have a lot of arm power, and he thrives off of play action. That shows me he's a game game manager. I don't know about the arm strength. Oh, he does have arm strength when he got a wide open receiver down the seam. Well, he overthrew him. That exactly. has nothing to do with arm strength. He well, that's what that, that was a joke. That was a joke. I think, and you know, he missed. Yeah, he missed a couple throws on the stretch. But like, he after he the guy outdueled Drew Brees in New Orleans earlier this year. He's not a horrible quarterback. The guy can make. I'm some not throws. saying he's horrible. You but can I'm win. Saying... You can win a lot of games with Jimmy G. And he's won everywhere he's been. The New England, he won. He won. How many games he won New England? Huh? Like six. He's, if you look at his record as a starter, it speaks for itself. Overall, he's had, he's he's had, had like an a season overall, and a half as a starter. He went to that horrible, the when he got traded to 49ers, that team was horrible. I don't think they had a win yet. He, and he rattled like, off like three or four at the back half of the he year. He went like two and one. He went like oh, at the one end of the year? Well, Before, when, not last year when they got hurt. We'll look up uh, yeah, look I mean, Jimmy G's record. Is, the Kansas City, I will say, all right, I'll, I'll give you a question. I'll give you a question. Right. If you had to pick between these two options, that they can't. That Patrick Mahomes will end his career with one ring, or Patrick Mahomes will end his career 
with four plus, which one would you take? He's either sticking, this is only Super Bowl, never win one again, or he's going to win four or more. I can only take one or the other. You can only take one or the other. Uh, I'll probably have to go, for, well, I'd have to go four more, because this is not going to be the only one he's going to win. I, yeah. Four, is, he's not going to win four. But the Chiefs are probably, with Andy Reid and Mahomes, because like, that, that whole second half was the Mahomes factor. Yeah, it was. And you see all these double-digit leads. No other quarterback is doing it. You can say what you He does have all these weapons, and he does have Andy Reid yeah. in his house. But at the end of the day, he was still he was getting pounded. He sacrificed his body. He ran for a touchdown, made a couple big throws late. Uh, they made, the man is, I mean, Nick Wright is, and I don't know about this, but Nick Wright's gone out already, and he's saying this guy's a Hall of Famer. If you look at his resume now, and, I mean, I don't know about Hall of Famer. I mean, you have to play a little bit longer <laughs> than, like, th three years. But uh, he already has an MVP, a Super Bowl MVP, and he's a Super Bowl champion. So, yeah. you know. I mean, it'd be it'd be similar to me if you see LeBron's, like, I don't know, like, third or fourth year in Cleveland, and you're like, yeah, this guy's a Hall of Famer. Seems, is it, it might seem gutsy, but at the same time, it's, it, it really isn't. Um, but, yeah, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he's proven that, like, as long as you have, like, above – an above-average defense with a couple pass rushers, and then obviously he's got weapons, but, I mean, you you give him a guy who can run a really fast 40 and a good tight end, and boom, you got you got a whole complete Super Bowl championship team right there. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, there's not much I still have left to say about the Super Bowl. I think the Niners were outclassed in the right areas, Um Head coaching wise, oh, speaking of head coaching, Andy Reid, I'll give I'll give him a standing up round of applause. Yes. I, you know he deserved that Super Bowl. He's been coaching for what two decades now. Yeah, and it was his first one, so good for him. Uh, he's been at it for a really long time. Um, very impressive resume, and he's finally got that ring. Um, but yeah, they they had a parade today. And, uh, yeah, go – no, not go Chiefs. But I'm happy because I won money off of them. But, yeah, Niners, get a running back. Maybe sign a receiver too. All right, going back to Jimmy G. First 16 starts, he had a 14-2 record as a starter. How many of that was with the Patriots? Uh, seven. Seven with the Patriots. And then the Niners, how many of that was this year? Uh, so this is 2017. Uh, let's see. Uh, because the seven or yeah. with the Patriots, I mean, I'll, would it, you want me to give him a cookie? He's probably playing yes. against the Dolphins and the Jets with, with the best team in the NFL, and he won a, he won football games. Hey, you still gotta win. Everyone's always. I mean, Tom, Tom, Tom Brady was frankly bad this year, and they were the they were a game away from the Dolphins. When Tom Brady a, a hurt his season. leg and they had Matt Castle in there, they 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 weren't that great. Well, Matt Castle's bad. Well, so Jimmy G's not. Yeah, he's not bad, but he's a game manager. He's not a game manager. He's a game manager. He's not a game there manager. Is an, a, there is, I'll tell you. Uh, Jimmy G, for me, Jimmy G and, oh, what's his nuts from the LA Rams? Jared Goff. Are the one and the same. Okay, if you, Jared Goff beat Patrick Mahomes in a shootout last year. That's not yeah, a game they're, manager. They're, when the push comes to stuff, those guys can sling it. Yeah, we'll put, uh, when, when, it, when it's manager. a regular season game, they'll give you a game every once. I mean, Alex Smith was a game manager, and he had standout performances. But when it came down to it, they're not going to get you that extra oomph. They're not going. They don't have that it factor. They don't have that championship winning potential. And if they do win a championship, it will be because of things around them. It will not be because of quarterback. A game manager is you will not win a game or have a successful season 
be solely because of their performance. That is what a game manager is. I'm not saying so he's you're bad. Telling me I'm not he... saying he's. I'm not saying even saying he's not in the top 15 quarterbacks in the NFL. If Joe Flacco was quarterback in the 49ers this year, do they do they go as far as they did? Joe Flacco stinks. That's a terrible comparison. Oh uh, yeah, game man. That's a that's a real. Joe game Flacco manager. is not a game manager. He's a bad quarterback. All right, what about Trubisky? Mr. Trubisky's really a, a bad quarterback. Oh, who do you want? We, we, who do you want plugged in there? Because Garoppolo, Kirk Cousins, huh? Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is a Pro Bowler this year. Don't get yeah. it twisted. That man, he had a good season. He did I mean, have the a good season. Is, like, he had, had Kirk Cousins play. had a good. I said Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback, but he's a game manager. He will not win. Maybe if you want to choose a different term, you choose a different term. But he doesn't have the X factor. He doesn't have it. He doesn't have anything close to what Patrick Mahomes has. Deshaun Watson has. You know, even a Kyler Murray guy who will give you that extra something that these guys don't have. Wow. That's what I, that's, that's well, my case. I'm sticking to it. Right. Hey, we can revisit this next year with the 49ers. Now, I will say this. For Andy, going back to your Andy Reid point, it was, it was very, I was very happy for him. Yeah. Something lovable about a big fat guy like that. He said, he said, kind of roots for him. He said, I didn't win. I didn't spend the night with the championship trophy. I spent it with my wife. Good for him. Yeah. Hey, and you, you know he what else? Got laid. Yeah. This is uh, this is all you need to know about what type of guy Andy Reid is. He's one of the few coaches that Terrell Owens played for and didn't have anything bad to say about him. Terrell Owens complains go. about everyone. He did not complain about Andy Reid as his coach with the Eagles. So there a, you go. And a quick side note on their offensive corner, Eric. BNME. Yeah, the enemy. fact that he's that he didn't get even get an interview for a head coaching position is very bad and stupid and dumb because there's going to be an NFL team out there that are going to fire their coach six games in and they're going to and and then this guy is probably going to end up coaching for him. The Andy Reid coaching tree is very impressive. If you yes. look at like you know uh, we'll pull up the full list, but Andy Reid's coaching tree is insane. The coaches this man produces because he's yeah. not like Belichick where he'll like share information uh with his uh and then Matt Patricia goes to the Lions and stinks it up yeah well, I don't think Matt Pat- I mean I think he could be a good head coach somewhere all right here's here's some uh Matt Nagy is one of them John Harbaugh Doug Peterson That's That's Ron good. Rivera yeah uh, Brad Childress yeah uh let's see uh Todd Bowles yeah uh that McDermott Pat Sherman yeah. with the Giants He's in the Broncos now. Um, there, yeah, there you go. That's um, not a big name. He's got a couple. And then he was with Holmgren. So I guess that one doesn't really count because that one had John Gruden, Steve Mariucci. That was on his staff. But uh, it reads had a very, he's had yeah, a very produced, illustrious. And, and, uh, and this, I mean, offensive corner, if you want, if there's any offense you want to re- re- recreate, it's the Kansas City Chiefs offense. Yeah. And so that man, that man, Eric Benimi, should definitely have gotten a job. But that's just a side point. Moving on. Yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about NFL's kind of done. Top um, commercials from the Super Bowl. Oh, man. I don't even remember. I'm not going to lie. I like the, the NFL 100 commercial. I that, was that was pretty, pretty good. good. That was pretty good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, um, I saw a tweet that said, you can tell how corrupt and evil a corporation is by how um, soppy and sad their commercials are. Yeah, I can believe that. I definitely can I believe, totally believe that. Like, so that kid, though, that was in it, that was returning the punt, that got to run on the field, Lovey Smith already offered him a scholarship. Yeah, at an age of 10. 
That's right, U of I. Insane. I mean, maybe they'll tell you something about U of I or tell you something about this kid. He's yeah, good. Yeah. Um, dude, I don't know. The, the, the baby nut. That was stupid. That was dumb. That was uh, dumb. I like the the John. What's the what's the rip guy? The Jack guy. Uh, who? The, the, the Sea Man. Oh, oh, John, Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. Yeah, I like that one where he was like Jack the one, he, like, the one where the he got bald. the stain on his shirt and he was like, "Do it later." And you're like, "Later." That yeah. was pretty good. That was pretty good. I don't know. I mean, the Super Bowl commercials, it's it's quickly gotten from, you know, let's make this ad, like, a funny skit to, like, is it funny? Kind of. But it has a ton of famous people in it. So yeah. people yeah. will kind of. Because, I mean, there was the one for the hummus, the hummus one that literally was just different famous people in different colors. And they're like, boom, commercial. Call it a day. And it's like, wow, you guys really took yourself out there with Megan Stallion, you know, eating hummus. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the uh, Mountain Dew one with, uh, they were doing the, um, the Shining parody. That was Oh, decent. that was good. That was probably my There favorite was a couple. Th- Overall, the Super Bowl was very good. I mean, you yeah, can do all around. A very entertaining game. I mean, you get as much uh, drama late in the game yeah. as you would have wanted. But it was building. It was a very, you know, it was very uh, intense yeah. all the way through. Uh, the commercials were pretty good. Uh, the pregame spectacle when they had the top 100, I thought was really cool when they had all, all of them on the field. Yeah, it was uh, fun. We already touched on the halftime show. Uh, I thought that will, was very entertaining. One more, so. one more quick thing, and then we'll wrap up the the NFL, the 2019-2020 yeah. NFL season. Um, going back to Patrick Mahomes, it's that man, like the fact that he's been down. Uh, the Titan one was a little eh, because it was early in the game, yeah. and it was like the Titans, and it's like okay, Ryan Tannehill's not that good. Um, but the fact that he's been down double digit points, and like even this Super Bowl is like he's coming back. Like, he's coming back. You never They're, fell out of the game. Yeah, like, yeah. especially with the Texans. Because I remember I, I've watched all three games um, with my girlfriend Gabby, who's a Chiefs fan. And she gets, like, nervous. At, you know, like, if the Broncos were down, I'd be, like, you know, peeing my pants, too. But as an objective uh, watcher, I was like, dude, they'll be fine. Chiefs are fine. It's, it's kind of like when Tom Brady was in his prime and they're, like, down by three or he's down by six. But there's like three minutes left in the game, and they have a couple timeouts. It's like no, 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 no. Like you don't understand. Tom Brady's coming back. Like he'll be fine. Um, but yeah, here's so a couple records that this man set: thirteen touchdown passes, uh, or, or excuse me, thirteen postseason touchdowns. He had twelve passing, one rushing, the most in a single postseason. And Mahomes finished five and zero when trailing by double digits, the single best, uh, the best single season record by any NFL quarterback. And, and um, yeah. In the history of football. Another fun know. little nugget for you. Michael Kopech, pitcher for the White Sox. He had a rooting <laughs> interest for Patrick Mahomes because he used to play against them in baseball down in Texas when they were growing up. He said he's known him since he was eight, and he's played against them and with them. And he said that man has a very good – he had a very he was a very good pitcher because his dad was a pitcher in the MLB. Uh, Mahomes' his dad was. Uh, and apparently that man uh, threw the baseball pretty darn hard, but I think it's safe to say he made the right career yeah. choice. Uh, moving on, NBA. Yeah, so we got, got we got a four-team, twelve-player deal. Let me let me pull it up. All right. So, um, oh my goodness, this is a doozy. Um, so the 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 big one was Clint Capella goes to the Hawks, uh, center from the Rockets, and the Rockets got their man, uh, Covington, Robert Covington. Um, 
Minnesota gets Evan Turner and Jared Vanderbilt. Denver gets Shabazz Napier, Kata Bates, Diop, Noah Vonley, and injured guard. Yeah, no, Gerald, Vonley you used to play for the Bulls. Gerald Green, Atlanta got Nene Hilario. Houston also got Jordan Bell and a second round pick. Via the Golden State Warriors. Oh, Atlanta had that. Um, dude, a lot of dude, a lot of stuff happened. Was it very important? Not particularly. But uh Clint Capella moving is somewhat significant. Yes, he's kind yes, of yes, their yes. big man. He there. was their center, and I don't have a PJ Tucker. I guess he's Name their center sh- now. Yeah, uh, I guess they're going small ball, but I guess they want they wanted Robert Covington. And I will say the deadline is now, and so it's it'll be interesting to see what's going on. Um, but they have I think it was like nine to ten million dollars in cap space and they could buy out a center. Um maybe I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. That will be interesting. Uh, it also be, I, I'm interested to see if D'Angelo Russell yeah, that was, or not. Yeah, that was the only one. Russell. Kuzma. I mean, I, if I'm the if I'm the Warriors, though, I don't know why. I, I would hold on to him because you're yeah. in a good position where you don't need to trade anyone. You're gonna have probably the first as it stands right now. You're gonna get the first overall pick. Yeah. You're gonna get Steph Curry back. You're gonna get Clay Thompson back next year. You'll still have Draymond Green. You're gonna have a pretty good three headed monster, and you throw the first round pick in yeah. there. That's still you're gonna be. That's a formidable team. Yeah. Moving forward, I would I would hang on. Do you know, unless you get a couple NBA ready players that like you get two you or three. Yeah. He does. He does like. But like, if you're talking to the Knicks and the, I mean, I want you know you want you want you want to give them to the the Wolves and get Andrew Wiggins. Like, I, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I know. I like what 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 is that going to get you? Um, but yeah, that was that was a big one. I uh, hope the Rockets get a center because I'm kind of a Rockets fan. I don't really know. Um. But the next one is Andre Iguodala. This was like 30 minutes ago. Um, has been traded to the Heat, um, who has taken on his two-year, $30 million extension. Um, I haven't really seen the full package, but they sent, I know the big one is Justice Winslow. Um, is going to Memphis, which, you know, I mean, Memphis was trying to ship this man yeah. off for whatever they could get because it was really... Um, well, I th- see... And it, I, Iguodala, I'm not going to, you know, it's his money, so it's, yeah. it's difficult for us to comment. But I don't think that situation was handled particularly no, great. No, him no. pouting on the bench the whole time until he gets traded towards a contender. And so like, I know a lot of people like John Morant and uh, what was one more that was speaking out. Oh, against, um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It was like, they were basically the, the Grizzlies players were like, I hope we can trade him so, so he'll... Can play him. Yeah, you can see what Memphis is all about. And I, yeah. I'm all for that, you know, you're having a little team pride because you don't want to yeah. have a guy in your locker room that doesn't want to be there. So yeah. I have no problem with him saying, uh, saying that. The, the for the Memphis aspect, I mean, Andre Guadalla, I don't... I mean, I guess he doesn't want to get injured. But, like, I mean, you see, you got John Morant, who's a stud, and you got a couple decent players. You got Jay Crowder. He's no total slouch. You know they got. They're, are they going to make the playoffs? Probably not. But like what we're seeing, a little different situation. But CP3, he's playing with a bunch of young guns, uh, and it's fun. You know they're having a good time. Yeah. You're playing the NBA. You really want to take advantage of your time there because you know Andre Iguodala is getting old. CP3 is getting old. They're probably not going to be in the NBA much longer. Might as well you know play it while you can. Um, but he got his wish. He's going to the Heat, which I don't know. 
how much impact this will have on the Heat. I mean, he's a that I think he will have some impact there. Yeah. Because he's not like Jimmy Butler can still have the ball in his hands, which is what they want. And that's yeah. a nice guy to have off the bench. He's a good six man. He probably is a future Hall of Famer if you're looking resume wise. Yeah. He plays a good three and D player. So uh, that's a nice veteran presence to have. They're trying to make a push uh, in the East. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if it'll be enough. Yeah, because I mean, you look at his average last year. He had five point seven points, three point seven rebounds, three point two assists. Now, I will say this: the East isn't very good, so yes. you want some good seating there because it's very top heavy. It's true. Like, the Bulls right now are still mathematically in it for a playoff spot. They're like <laughs> thirteen games under five hundred. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's. I don't know. You want well, a high seed. You the, don't want to be stuck in a five seed. For the um, I did I did see that um. This salary, it's going to be guaranteed this year for Iguodala. Um, and, but next year, uh, there was like an opt-out where, if it, theoretically speaking, the plan would be if the Heat um, did end up max getting a max slot to a guy and they got like a big star, um, they would probably not have him on the team. But if they didn't, they'd just take him for another year, depending on how he plays. But yeah, good, good for the Heat. Be interesting. Yeah, I love the, I love the rumors, everything. Um, the Knicks, of course, are probably not going to get anyone because they stink and no one wants to play there. The Lakers, Kuzma has been shopped. I feel, I feel kind of bad for Kuzma because he's been shopped around like every single second of Lakers. Yeah. I don't think LeBron likes, I can't deal with the haircut. Dude, Kuzma, man, like he's supposed to be like their six man or a starter, but like kind of like the three headed monster. I wouldn't get rid of him. I think they're doing pretty well. Well, without him. Now, I will say uh, Caruso's the man that gets that yes. bench going. That's yes. probably their best play off the bench. So, would they they, they could be fine without Kuzma, but I think Kuzma's still a nice – he's a nice piece to have. There's a reason yeah. they didn't want to include him in the trade For to Anthony, the, Davis. Uh, Anthony yeah. Davis. I mean, I still think he has some value. Uh, moving yeah. on, the yep. biggest moving news, on. I think, of the week, we're talking about yes. trades, and MLB. A lot of noise coming out last night, and none bigger – then no, or excuse me, Yonder Alonso signing with the Colorado Rockies for a minor league deal, um, or the excuse me, not the Rockies. He was with the Rockies. He signed with the Atlanta Braves. They're so big, I forgot oh. the team. He signed with the Atlanta Braves. So move <laughs> over, Freddie Freeman. You're going to third base. <laughs> let me tell you, we had the Yonder Alonso experience last year with the White Sox. It did something to behold. This man stinks. He had a 177 average. You listen to that. I did not know Yonder the Cubs Alonso will take fans. him. Hey, I went to I met him at Sox Fest that year too. Was he nice? He was nice. Nice guy. He was a little, I don't know. He you could tell he didn't want to be there. <laughs> we'll, we'll put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone fair. kept asking him about Machado. And at some point you could tell he's like, God damn it, I'm done talking about Machado. <laughs> so I asked him about John Jay as a joke, and I don't think he appreciated my joke. I was like, hey, uh, how's John Jay doing? Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> so, you know, good luck <laughs> with that. The actual big news coming out from last night was Mookie Betts, one of the best players uh, in baseball. Top five, yeah. For, he got traded. And it was a four-team deal. Pulling up the details right now. So, uh, he got shipped to the Dodgers along with David Price. Uh, so, yeah. that's a pretty good haul for the Dodgers. That's a very good haul uh, for the Dodgers. And then the Dodgers shipped out Kenta Maeda. He goes to the Twins. It's going to bolster their rotation. Yeah, and the Red Sox that's, get that's, that's uh, a big move. They get an outfielder, Alex Verdugo, who had some uh, major league time. I think he played about 100 games last year with the Dodgers. Still really young. He has some potential there. And they got a pitching prospect from the Twins, Bruce Dar uh, Gratterall, I think his name is. 
uh, from the Twins. And now he was one of their better pitching prospects. They had him being a top-end closer, I think, the Twins uh, this year. So he was one of their better prospects. But uh, my, I'll give your thoughts on this for a second. My initial reaction was, I don't know what the Red Sox should do. Yeah, that's exactly You got one of the best players in baseball here. And you got him for an outfield prospect. He, that's not probably, he's going to be the same right, as Mookie yeah. Betts. No. Then you got another pitcher. I mean, I get that you're trying to shed uh, cap space. If you're doing a full-scale rebuild, whatever. But you just re-signed J.D. Martinez. So that doesn't make sense. If you ran it back one more year, that team can still contend with the Yankees. Because yeah. they had a lot of injuries last year. Chris Sale was banged up, obviously, in that starting rotation. And Price wasn't uh, fantastic. But, you know, I would have ran it back. I don't... He's, you can't replace Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts is don't grow on trees. And until yeah, you hear Mookie Betts saying, I'm not going to resign with you guys next year, trade me, I don't think there's any reason to ship him out like that. Yeah, and I mean, there's a, there, he's he's a homegrown player. Yeah. He's loved in Boston. Loved. I, everyone loves him. And he's, he's a, a good bowler, he's, too. He does it all. And he's top five in the MLB. And you also, if you let him walk, you know, after next year, that happens. But then... You don't give up David Price. And like you said, the the prospects were like, okay, like it's nice to have them. Will they pan out? Will they have a, that big of an impact? Maybe. But you also just gave up Mookie Betts for him. So yeah. it doesn't really matter what they do because yeah. you gave up Mookie Betts like, for him. Verdugo's a fine player and he's got some potential, but he's no Mookie Betts. Yeah, it's like, it's and it's always like, it's bewildering. I understand it's a business, but it's so bewildering to watch teams who have an amazing player and like we gotta get rid of them. How can we they ship them out? Ship them out fast enough. Yeah, it's like what are you smoking and I over thought, there? And they're they are paying the Dodgers. They're paying. They're still paying part of his salary. Yeah. So I I don't understand it. You're the Dodgers. You just hit a home run right there. Absolutely. Uh, you got Mookie Betts. Obviously, he fits right into that lineup. That lineup's gonna be dangerous. Now you got Cody Bellinger, Rookie of the Year. Mookie Betts is an MVP. Yeah. AJ Pollock still. Chris Taylor. Um. Kiki Hernandez. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see how Max they... Muncy still. Yeah, uh, Gavin Lux, their prospect. That lot of man. I mean, dangerous. them and the Yankees. I don't see how either of them is not going to win the Super and the, who did, the World Series. And who did you lose? You lost. You lost Kendrick. They, Kenta they Maeda, Jock Peterson. But you you got you lost Jack Peterson. Well, that's a different trade. But they lose yeah, Kenta Maeda. Was, yeah, but David Price is an upgrade over Kenta. Yeah, Maeda. exactly. So you upgraded your rotation. You're getting paid to take the guy. You didn't have to give up that much. You gave up an outfield prospect, but. I mean, that for that was a, yeah. Because usually these moves, when they're trying to ditch salary, it's like, all right, we lost a fantastic player, but we got a bunch of really good prospects that mm-hmm. are going to be hitting bombs in one or two years, or, you know, we got a haul, we got so much depth. But the Red Sox, I mean, you know, they all all they got in return was that they have more money. Now, the, the pitching prospect's interesting, too, and you yeah, get a lot yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the haul you got, I think the Padres were offering him more. They just couldn't agree on salary. They were going to give him four major league ready players, and I think Will, a couple prospects, and Will Myers was going to be in the deal, who's a pretty solid player. Yeah, yeah. So that would have been a better off for him. Uh, Dodgers, though, I think are the best front organization in baseball. Yeah, uh, it seems you know, you every missed year. Out, you missed out on Garrett Cole. You missed out on Rendon, and I think he just got a better player than both of them right here. Yeah. Plus, you get David Price with that package. Sign me up, and they consistently—they're always contenders. And they always still have a farm system. They yes, balance winning yes. and having a stacked farm system where they never have to rebuild. I mean, they've been good for well, how long now? And they, you know, yeah. you're like, hey, we still got Kershaw, we still got uh, Bueller, um, pitching wise. You know, we're ready. If we're ready I to was, win now. If they, Let's go get it. If they don't win the World Series this year, they're a cursed franchise. Massive disappointment. There's don't. something wrong yeah. with it. There's someone put a hex on them or something because they should have won it last year, dude. 
and you know they don't. But yeah, I mean, good good for the Dodgers. Uh, the another sneaky one in there is like we said, Jock Peterson was traded to the Angels yep. just to basically um, get some cap space to sign Mookie. Um, and the Angels, that's gonna be interesting team too. Yeah, I don't know if they had the pitching. That's yeah. one thing that concerns me about them. But you got Mike Trout in that lineup along with Anthony Rendon, and I thought Rendon was probably he's he's one of the best third basemen in baseball. Besides yeah. Nolan, behind Nolan Arenado, that man's a stud. Probably yes. second best, I think, in my opinion, all around uh, third baseman. Yeah. And then you got the best player in baseball with Mike Trout. You still have Shohei Otani. Yeah. Jack Peterson to that lineup. So they Tommy got some guys Stella. that can hit. Uh, they got some guys. Hey, here's Kevin. Kevin Long is watching on What do you think? What do you think about the Clint Capella and Andre Godala trades? We already uh, talked about it. You already talked about it. It's good yeah. for Trey. I'm glad Trey has help. That is true. Center, which is always good for him. But what about um, the draft picks? They have a horrible record right now. Picks? Yeah, they, they're they trying to get a good draft. They have draft a number pick. one for like what you heard they can just trade. Um, I don't think they have a number one yet. They're up there though. They have one of the worst records in the NBA. Yeah. So they have a no, good. They have a coaching good staff should be arrested for doing this to Trey Young. It's gonna be Trey and Lamelo duo. All sorry. Trey and Lamelo duo. Hey, hey, you heard it here. Hey, first. you heard it here first. Kevin Kevin Long. Long. Yeah. Thank you for stopping by. Yes, sir. Uh, but yeah, that's uh. Yeah. Well, so good for the Dodgers. Yes, good for the Dodgers. Also, okay, the sneaky winner in this trade is the Twins. Yeah. Because they're up there for having one of the better off seasons. They got Josh Donaldson, who's a yes. perennial MVP candidate. Yeah. Um, and that so, and then you upgraded that rotation. You added whole. You already added Homer Bailey. Yeah. Uh, you re-signed uh, Jake Odorizzi, and now you add Kenta Maeda. I mean, you got a lot of veterans in that rotation. Uh, that, that it helps. They have some depth, so that's a team ready to compete. Yeah. So, and that's one of the things they need to upgrade. That division, I'll tell you, the AL Central. Uh, it went from being one of the worst divisions in baseball. I think it's going to be a really interesting race because you can't Red count Hodge out. Twins. You still can't out the in, count count out the Indians even yeah. without Kluber because you still got Mike Clevenger who's a good pitcher. Uh, Shane Bieber is another really good pitcher. There, yeah. You still got Lindor and Ramirez. Uh, that'll be a pretty tightly contested division. But for the Sox, that's bad news, especially with Donaldson because Donaldson has killed the Sox over his career. Yeah. He's like a three thirty three average against them. He's consistently crushed them. So. The AL race will be interesting. Uh, yes. NL, I think, though, is going to be it's the Dodgers. It's the Dodgers. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Then, yeah, so they're, they're still, I mean, we got this Chris Bryant-Arenado thing that's still Do you think, who happening. do you think gets moved first if one of them gets moved? Do you think Bryant, because there's reports a lot of, David Kaplan had a report today that multiple teams are interested in Chris Bryant. Uh, well, I mean, with, with, um, with the trade that just happened, it really seems as if the Braves are the only like real suitors still in the market. Um, honestly, and I, uh, the Cubs are also reported that uh, they are looking to move um, prospects and younger talent. Um, so you can put like a Nico Horner and Ian Happ in there, or whatever. Um, I, that one was more of like a long shot to kind of try and keep competitive and ditch some of the younger guys. Which, frankly, I don't really, dude. I don't even. I have. Even, I have no idea. If, I know if because what if they what if they if they show up this year and get rid of the few young talented players they have left, they'd be terrible that for would the be night. Horrible. I so I mean, the Cubs are they're an enigma right now. I honestly I cannot tell. They have a new manager. Will he be good? Will he not be good? I have no idea. They will they move Chris Bryant. I have no idea. Will they add any talent? I have no idea. They have a whole... Their bullpen, every name is different. Is that good or bad? 
I have no yeah, idea. A lot of guys are rolling the dice now. We're like, hey, you know what? This guy might have some upside. Yeah. I don't even know. I haven't even recognized half of these names they brought in. Yeah, I know. I know Jeffries from the 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 Brewers. Yeah, he was I, horrible last year. Yeah, he had a really good year in 2018, and then last year he was pretty piss poor. It was like an ERA, I think, in the sixes. Dude, I have like no that. idea what's going on. So you don't comes. know what you're gonna get out of him. I mean, they got Anthony Rizzo, Javi Baez, and Kyle Schwarber, and does anyone want Jason Hayward? Anyone? If, anyone? If the Cubs ship Chris Bryant off to the Braves. The Braves could challenge the Dodgers. I mean, oh, that'd be that, that's the that is, Albies and that is the it. only like Chris Bryant scenario trade scenario that I'd be okay with because I do like the Braves and I want I don't so want to see the Dodgers win. Freddie Freeman, yeah, as the Albies, yeah, Ronald Acuna Jr. Then you throw Bryant. Chris Bryant in the middle of that lineup. They just added Azuna and left, and then you still got a pretty good pitching staff. You had a Cole Hamels, Matt. That'd be a good team. The team would do some damage, Dude, I, honestly, and all that on this note, one trade that I thought was very intriguing and I thought would be pretty dang interesting was just a Chris Bryant-Arenado swap. The Cubs would have won that trade. I think if it was straight up, they would have done that in a heartbeat. Yeah. That's because I think you'd probably resign Arenado. Well, Arenado still got some uh, time left yeah. on that deal. He just resigned well, the Ar- new contract. It's interesting because Arenado, it doesn't seem like he wants to be in Colorado a second longer. No, because they, they have... Because they've been shopping, shopping around, yeah. and he's like, uh, excuse me, I'm still one of the best third basemen in baseball. Why are you shopping me around? Well, he told him straight up. He's like, listen, if you guys don't start adding talent to win, I don't want to be here. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be stuck in baseball purgatory. That's... A, the Rockies are weird, too. They so are weird. team that was, like, really good the one year. You had Trevor Story and Blackman. And, and they and gave... And they gave Arenado a extremely player-friendly deal. Yeah. And now they're shopping around. Who knows? This, this stove has been hot for a while, and it's... Kind it almost getting, exploded. Like, it was yeah. kind of cooling down, but they left the gas on. Yeah. And someone <laughs> tried to light up a cigarette. Yeah, and it just exploded last night. Um, but, yeah, that's all we got for uh, this week. Uh, we're kind of just sticking with baseball offseason slash starting baseball and NBA for the rest of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. We, so, might, uh, we have a couple decent well, episodes we'll planned. We've got yeah. a couple guests planned yeah. uh, up and coming, so we will see. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Sad to see the NFL go. But uh, XFL's that's all we got. coming. Yeah, XFL, baby. Maybe we'll cover them. Who yeah. knows? Yeah, St. Louis has a team not too far from here. We'll go to a game. We'll go see. We'll have some coverage. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening. See you next week.